Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode number 157 of the Pico Serenity podcast. Uh, I am, as always, one of your hosts, Emilson, and joining me, we have my co-host, Anomaly. Hello, hello. And uh, this week, Patch is out. 10.1 is here. We have the new zone uh, and none of the other new content. Yeah, literally just the zone. <laughs> and not even everything in the zone, by the way. Yeah. Uh, a couple of events are not spawning, which I find hilarious. So. Um, we also, like both of us, I think have been pretty deep in the raid, like strat prep stuff the past week. Uh, raid releases on Tuesday. So now's a good time to maybe talk through some stuff, like maybe talk through um, which bosses we're planning to tackle first, what our like overall plan for the raid is. Uh, and then there was some tuning both to classes and to the raid, uh, and yeah, to some, items. So, some tuning, like some tuning, like Blizzard at six o'clock on a Friday Pacific time, of course, wanted to make all their changes. So. Yeah, yeah, the number 72% shows up, so you know it's oh, got to be good. God damn, that's funny. Yeah, um, but yeah, so let's uh get into it, but actually, maybe we start with. How was your last week in Vault of the Incarnates, Anam? Uh it was it was it was quick. It was very quick. Really? Um, we did uh yeah, we literally did four bosses. Um oh. we did basically just the you know the clear Diarna or sorry, clear to Razageth. So uh whatever the first boss is, Aranog, Diarna, then Razageth, and then just did council and sort of called it quits um for the night. Um I talked a little bit about like the raid coming up. A little bit of Mythic Plus stuff as a guild, but yeah, it was it was a quick raid night. Um, we did run into, I guess we could move this this sort of topic up a little bit. Did run into a, a fun little scaling bug, we'll say. Uh, oh. in on was both this on uh, Diurna, both on well uh, everywhere. So on Diurna oh, okay. and on Razagath, um, all of the absorbs were essentially scaling twenty five percent more than they should. So the healing absorbs on uh, Diurna or the the healing shields, I guess they put up. And then Razagath, both the P2 shields and the debuffs okay, you yeah. need to need to heal off, uh, all had a little bit extra, a little bit extra oomph uh, yeah. in them. So it it fun. turns out that when you buff Storm Surge Shield by twenty five percent, that phase goes from kind of a meme to being very difficult in a hurry. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, it was also Kurag was also buffed like the healing quote-unquote buffed but the the absorbs on kurog were also bugged there so that's fascinating yeah, yeah and they were bugged for most of two actually for pretty much all of na rating tuesday i think blizzard pushed the hotfix like after midnight eastern time so like Amazing. our raid had been had been long done but yeah i will tell you like for us definitely it's funny did not notice it in the the first intermission those shields being any worse but 100 yeah. percent noticed that the shields in p2 took a bit longer to break yeah um not a lot, but like an extra like three or four seconds, which is like, you know, one to two more ticks, which um weren't used to. But um but yeah, other than that, raid went probably fine. Had a um had a had like three or four new people in on Farazagath just for like our recruits or new new folks running the guild, so new trials which were cool. Um and they had to do a quick back there guild, you know, for maybe one last chance at icon, which we have I think we've only seen like two mythic icons this entire like, yeah. raid. And Most zero, of us oh, have come from the vault. 
zero zero mythic grief torches. We actually finished out the tier with not a single mythic grief torch oh, dropping. Oh, now for that us. you mention it, I don't know that we ever got a mythic grief torch drop. I think all of our mythic grief torches yep. might have come from the vault. All of ours were for vault, and then I think we saw two in heroic. But yeah, uh, yeah, huh. zero. So it was a great great way to finish it off. But capped it off was a short night on Tuesday. Took the rest of the week off. Um, you know, just sort of got ready. In hindsight, it's actually a little bit good that I didn't play my monk this tier because it means that all of the like very rare loot off of the first two bosses I have on my monk. <laughs> nice. Nice. <laughs> um so like I like my rings, I'm set for the rest of the expansion. That's awesome. That is awesome. Yeah. Um yeah, like I mentioned last week, we did not raid this week we uh took our friday raid and spent a couple hours just going over strat stuff with the team for next week we have the benefit as like a weekend raiding guild that we can punt on a lot yeah and just know that we have the luxury of time we don't raid until friday um so we can just look at what people like you do on tuesday and what she's here and uh and you know i don't have to i don't have healing cooldowns done you mentioned you were working on healing cooldowns for the raid um i don't have healing cooldowns done because i can just use real logs on tuesday (laughs) and do them just copy yeah yeah that's that's been that's been what i've been working like what i worked on Basically, just over the weekend for yeah, I spent a couple hours today, a couple hours yesterday, um, and just guessing at healing comps, which is fun. Like you know, we base basically, I guess that we'll probably four heal the first like two or three bosses. So like that's what I did cooldown wise. So it'll be interesting to see what. And the funny thing is, is nowadays with with splits being such a big thing in the raid, like we probably won't have many logs even when we're raiding uh, mythic. Um, yeah. You know, even by even by third, even if we only clear heroic on Tuesday, right? Even our Thursday, right? We only have some examples for like one or two bosses. So, um, yeah, but yeah, Do it'll you be. Go... Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. Do you want to go a little bit out of order and jump into some of the raid prep stuff? And yeah, that's fine. Do yeah. Some of the news after. Yeah, we can do that. Change it up. It's new time anyway. What's new us? Yeah. So yeah. So raid prep wise, it's. I mean, for me, that's been what. So my focus is sort of doing all the healing cooldowns. I don't do much of the strat stuff. So um, basically spent all day yesterday reviewing um, any content that's out there. So I don't I don't get a chance to do PTR. So a lot of my prep is like watching guides. So like watched every ready check pull guide probably three or four times each. There's yeah. like a Sarah, I think. Uh, what who? What's her name? Um, I think it's her. Uh, yeah. So I'm oh, sorry, Sugar Venom. Watch a bunch of Sugar Venom stuff. Um, basically, you know, Red Mythic Trap, of course, because I think that's a really good site to lay everything out. But yeah, I did a bunch of prep just understanding abilities. Um, and then we use uh, Viseria's raid cooldown sheet uh, yeah. for timings. And so like, went through all the abilities, understood maybe where we'll need cooldowns, line that up with what the sheet says, and then sort of guessed and basically penciled stuff in so everybody has an idea of what they'll use. It's weird. There's a couple bosses, um, not weird, but there's a couple bosses where the raid is split for most of it. Um, which for us is always interesting because like we don't generally set it, like the comp that we set for each side will be set sort of as we get to the boss. So like for those bosses, we sort of I sort of just like, hey, we'll need a major cooldown here and we'll like put your name in when we get there. Yeah. Um, for that type of stuff. But um, but no, all the bosses look it's a very it's a it's a very shadow flamey raid, we'll say. There's a lot of like yeah. 
shadow yep. flame abilities out there. Um, but it seems cool. It seems really cool. Like I don't, I don't think there's one boss that I'm dreading doing. Yeah. Um, it's oh, a lot I have, of. I have one that I'm dreading doing. You have one that you're dreading. No, yeah. for me, nothing really. Um, just a lot of. I'll say from a healer point of view. Oh God, I'm your light. My, oh no, it's, it's actually the different one, by the way. It's my entire office is just. I need to maybe be a little more. What the hell? Anyway, I don't know. Um, I will say there is a lot of ramping tick damage in the raid. Yeah, uh, it's a lot of like the. It seems like a lot of the soft and rage is just ramping tick damage, which is cool, but also like as a healer, as as doing healer cooldowns, it's always like in those fights, it's always funny. I always do those fights backwards. Yeah. So like I basically do like rallies, AMs, like stuff like that late. And then I basically back my way into the rest of the cooldowns the way that I do it. So um yeah, it's it's it seems like a fun raid though. Um but I don't know. I guess maybe I'll I'll stop there and my healer prep start to how is how is your prepping going? Um, it's been going good. So I'm in a very uh, unique position in that as part of work, I do a good chunk of the mechanic prep for Wipefest. Um, so uh, also shout out, almost all of the bosses are up on Wipefest at this point. So I did a bunch of prep kind of for free by doing that. <laughs> nice. Um, but that doesn't tell you a whole lot about like, healing numbers and things like that so there's still a bunch of more preps i'm going to be doing on tuesday to catch up on that um i think one of the things that is interesting about this raid is that there's a lot of um almost just like three mechanic bosses yeah where it, it almost literally is like the boss has three mechanics and looking back at vault of the incarnates actually there's a lot of it too the, the boss has three mechanics and there's other like i'll call them fluff mechanics you know swirlies that you don't stand in and mm. area denial like basic kind of area denial stuff not like big strat defining ones um but a lot of the fights just have three mechanics and um the bigger fights like if you look at echo of notharian at the end if you look at phase one there's three mechanics yeah if you look at phase two there's three mechanics with some overlap with phase one, but it's different. And then the same with phase three. And so that was just kind of like an interesting pattern that I noticed as I was doing prep. Um, but we had like me and one of the other officers on my team kind of prepped notes um, and went over stuff with the team on Friday uh, with a lot of, I think um, we'll see on Tuesday was probably uttered by me like 20 or 30 times. Yeah. Uh, because there's just a lot of stuff that changed after testing that, okay. again, I raid on the weekends, I raid Friday, Sunday, so we have the luxury of time. Like I can look at how things are going on Tuesday and be like, okay, we're definitely not doing that. Or, oh, this, this boss that we thought was going to be hard or complicated turns out to just not be hard. So yeah, we, do just, we don't need to spend a lot of time, you know, on prep for it. Um, so just things like that. Um, one of the things, and uh, I'm curious what you guys are currently looking at doing for like a boss order. Um, so the way this raid is structured, the first five bosses, you always have the same first boss, but then there's it splits into two wings, each of which has two bosses. 
And then after, you know, past that point, there's just a single, you know, boss, 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 and boss. Um, yeah. So what do you guys like? I think, you- yeah. So I think our, our plan, I think currently is to do the uh, amalgamation forgotten experiments wing first and then go back for assault and Rashok. I think just because I think Rashok ends up being the more difficult potential boss. Like I guess Rashok and Forgotten Experiments can both be similar in difficulty, but I feel like Rashok ends up being like more of a DPS and more of a healing check than yeah. the experiments do. Um, so I think that's, that's going to be, I think our tentative order will be doing that. I don't think we'll jump around because typically we don't like back. It's a lot of travel like time. Yeah. Yeah. Between it. So that's going to be, I think our, our plan. Um, cause I feel really confident in being able to handle forgotten experiments. I feel less confident about our, like, really, it's just the soaks on Rashok that I'm worried about is like how to, um, or not, is that Rashok? No, sorry. Not the soaks, but the, Rashok um, has soaks. Oh, they do. Yeah. So it's, it's essentially like the, the amount of damage that he can do. I think it's going to be potentially difficult. Yeah. I, uh, so I think we are tentatively doing the same thing again, like luxury of time. I don't have to be committal. We can find out on Tuesday. Um, so, you know, if Rashok turns out to be a complete meme, you know, maybe we do that wing first, just go collect that loot and then go to the other wing. Um, but I think tentatively, like our plan for heroic is the same as that, like forgotten experiments, uh, is way less hectic on, uh, on heroic as compared to mythic, just because you don't have the different boss mechanics from the three bosses that are in that fight overlapping on heroic where they do overlap on mythic. Although actually also while we're on that subject, uh, I did some looking with, uh, with, people from the community and uh Sinzu in particular and uh it appears it appears that the timers for that boss are on rails so it doesn't matter when you push phases on mythic oh that's a good that's good well e well it's good well, and bad it's good <laughs> in that it means you don't have to try and do any shenanigans with push timers and stopping dps really um so okay, I think you back still up. will, but like, no, no, no. I think it's it's more consistent. The uh, think- so the um, main thing that you care about not overlapping with is the volatile eruption from the second yeah. boss, because it's just a ton of raid damage, and having that overlap with one of the other boss mechanics from either of the other bosses, honestly, is like really bad. Yeah. Um, and it just the first one in phase two just doesn't overlap uh, with the timers that I've seen. Gotcha. Oh yeah, okay. Because if they're on rails, then they're always going to cast at the same time, so it doesn't. Right. They've already set it so up not to overlap. Gotcha. The the only thing that you could you could do, um, I, I let me back up. I think it overlaps with like a minor mechanic, but not something really okay. big like the rending charge. Gotcha. Okay. Um, but uh, one thing that you could potentially do still is if you know it's on rails, you could stop DPS in order to say push it after you know the dot goes out or mm-hmm. would go up would go out um instead of you know right before it um but that would be like the only thing 
that you could really yeah. do because the it takes like a minute in change for the boss to cast that thing after people were pushing um on ptr so like you're not going to stop dps for a minute no 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 trying to no. do that on boss what might be boss number three like that would be ridiculous yeah yeah nice that's a that's a good thing to know at least we have definitely for mythic um but even i mean even on heroic like you're right like they're the that boss particular again is like yeah you're right another three um three uh three mechanic boss which is nice for each one of them so yeah um for mythic i mean our overall like thinking is it will probably get the first eight of heroic without much issue the last boss is always um, a pretty big step up um or Mm -hmm. has historically been for like the past three or four years um and so especially with it being untested there's no videos out or anything from ptr testing for us to do prep on it's a bit more of a wild card so what it might be is like we do the first eight and then go do some mythic bosses and then go pull that yeah instead of like banging our heads into that when there's just potentially very doable mythic bosses that we could work on instead yeah yeah i think i mean i think I think the first three on Mythic probably end up being something you can do, right? Like whether that's a split between right. amalgamation and like assault, or like you can do amalgamation and and the Council Boss and Forgotten experiments, right? Yeah, Those are first three. So. so that's where I think uh, like our boss order differs from heroic to Mythic. I think assault mm-hmm. of the Zakali on Mythic is likely to be a lot easier than amalgamation chamber. For oh, okay two reasons one is the dot um just like that ramping dot yeah is going to be more of a problem with less gear um whereas on assault of the zakali there's like the molten barrier kind of does that but it it, it like does it and then stops which means you can put a healing cooldown there Mm -hmm. um and probably be okay yeah uh does um I didn't. I haven't checked this on Mythic, but is the debuff permanent on Mythic? Uh, oh yeah. yeah, because of the Mythic mechanic is you run into each other. To clear. Right, it's got like the Anduin yeah. kind of clear mechanic where yeah. you you touch somebody the other color and it removes your uh, removes your debuff. Gotcha. Um, and that's so actually I think the, uh, I I think that's the other thing that is going to make that boss harder is just like it is it. it at the end of the day, it's a numbers game, right? Like it, the m- numbers may not be there for it to be hard or for it to matter, right? Yeah, but they could be, and if they are, then um, that coordination required could, I think, very easily push it to be harder than assault of the Zakali. So yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, because assault's gonna be just about like doing the mechanic right and having enough damage or healing for when you need it in those like certain areas. So. Yeah. Um, plus, I think the myth isn't the myth of mechanic on that one just like a push, like you get you could be blown off the platform. There's like a, a movement thing. There's there's little like Kalthos Phoenixes that spawn too, but they oh. don't do the permanent fire, which was the actual problem on Kalthos. Yeah, <laughs> they just yeah, yeah. like do do some ticking damage while they're alive. Okay, but Not again, easy. there's all of this stuff that's like numbers change, right? Like the ticking damage on PTR was like a little bit on the high side, but the phoenixes had no health so you just didn't get any of it right yeah 
Yeah. Um, nice. But yeah, so it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. It's always very interesting the first week. Um and it's gonna mm-hmm. be um very interesting going into this is gonna be the the first tier that we've had the new kind of gear structure that is not an expansion launch tier. Yeah. Yeah. Cause yeah. Cause I mean, well, it'll be, yeah, it'll be, yeah, I guess we'll, we'll see how it plays out with like the, I mean the upgrades too are like, it's the whole upgrade system too is brand new. So right. I mean, that'll be, that'll be fun to sort of deal with. We'll see how, I guess we'll see how that plays out, but yeah, you know, um, yeah, that, that I think the split. I I like how there's only one split, and it's fairly early in terms of like bosses, right? They're not dealing with like triple wings. Um, yeah, I mean, so I guess maybe so. So, so you'll probably end up doing very similar for your heroic clear that we will, and then you know, I think I agree with you. Assault probably being the easier of, between amalgamation chamber and that. Um, it's probably just yeah, assault and amalgamation chamber is the first three, and then yeah, figure I agree out with that experiments in Rashok, which one's going to be worse because you're right it's going to be a tuning thing yeah um Rashok is like if the numbers aren't there then it's just an easy boss and you you go and you kill it but i they're pretty good at, at making the numbers big so i would not expect that to be a pushover that is true um in terms of bosses um having reviewed so i will say that i have i'm like i haven't finished my echoes of neltharian like full review yet so still don't know much about that but i'd say of the bosses that you've at least gone through is there any sort of standouts where you're like hey i'm excited to try and progress this but like based on paper based even on your experience on ptr Ooh, actually echo notharian is the one that i'm like probably most excited for i have not even read the dungeon journal for sarkarith i have just gotcha. like not spending time on it so yeah, I, I mean, discount, discount, yeah, yeah, yeah. Discounting Sakurath is there? Any, I guess leading up to it, Echo is going to be the one you're looking forward to then. Yeah, Scarn. I thought so. Okay, I went into Scarn prep thinking that you could bait all of the traps. Um, yeah. that is wrong. You <laughs> cannot. Yeah, there's always one random one. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it's two random ones on Mythic, and that's the like. So I had this glorious plan that um baited all the traps in specific locations and it's actually beautiful um, <laughs> it uses basically the entire room uh by the end of the fight very efficiently uses exactly the amount of uh golems that you get to clear traps like the whole thing works out perfectly the random traps mean it doesn't work yeah nice and so i was really excited about that one and yeah. then uh, the random traps and now I am no longer excited about that one. I am actually very much dreading that one now because of the really? random traps. Uh, the Fair dot enough. from the traps destroys. Oh, yeah. Any, um, any, I think anything more than, at least on Heroic, the numbers I saw, anything more than two. Like, if you if you get two ticks, like, you need a dedicated healer. Like, that's a, yeah. it's like, a, like, pop a personal you are more than likely going to die. Um, and yeah, if you get three, it's yeah, you're basically just dead weight. Like, And it's just yeah. like, there's all these other things that force you to move around the room um, that are also random. You know, yeah. the random bomb spawns, the random golem spawns. The, oh. the only two things that are not random are the boss position, which determines two of the trap spawn locations and 
the boss position, which determines the tactical destruction, like like Cohen's yeah, the, spawn yeah, location. Cones, yeah. Um, so like I understand wanting to have some variance, but like random golem spawns, random bomb spawns, random uh traps is just like I am not looking forward to people like chasing a golem around and then the random trap spawns in between them and the golem, and they have to like go around it and some you know, somebody just like barrels through it and takes two stacks yeah. of the dot and then dies and then we wipe because we couldn't kill the golem and it just all falls apart like i'm just like not it seems like that... a very it seems it seems like it ends up being a potentially very melee unfriendly fight like depending on the spawns right yeah but you can you can uh so you but you can cc the like i know you can cc the golems at least slow yeah. them sure, you can uh, fully cc them they, they become grippable? cc yeah they become cc okay. immune at 50 percent health or okay. when they reach 100 energy. Gotcha. Similar yes. to like the, the Razageth Hither mission adds um, that like they have an energy bar that they will eventually become immune to CC and like break out of your roots and walk right through Ring of Peace and ignore Death Grip and all that stuff. Yeah. 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 Man, maybe they're maybe uh, yeah, definitely a DK fight, but it seems like a very un, like melee unfriendly fight for, yeah. for at least the, the stuff. Yeah. Which is so it's funny that you're not looking forward to that because I think. Zakarn is the fight that I'm most looking forward to. Really? Okay. Uh, for what I've done. Yeah. I just, I, uh, for whatever reason, I've always enjoyed fights where it's like, you need to use something from another enemy. Like, for, like basically the whole, like kill an enemy, get a buff or get a drop and then right. use that and to like that. negate a mechanic. Yeah. Yeah. I sort of, I like that sort of coordination and stuff like that. So, um, but yeah, no, I, that was of all of, I think Zakarn is what I'm most looking forward to. Magmarak seems like fun and quick in like a very sludge fisty way of like yeah just do a bunch of damage before it kills you um that has yeah. been that looks that looks really interesting but yeah Zakarna I think is my favorite and Echo I, like the only thing I know about Echo and I well I know a little bit more than this but there's a line of sight mechanic uh and that's just automatically trashed your boss the the line of sight mechanic is only on mythic so you've got that going for you you won't have yeah. to deal with it on heroic um so instead of 20 pulls i have to do it for like 100 pulls awesome <laughs> it's much more restricted than the line of sight mechanic on um like ajara right or even on the jailer gotcha um it is instead of the whole raid getting out of line of sight of the boss it is three people getting out of line of sight of the raid uh briefly to you know drop a bomb and then get back so it's like a jar of dispels. It's more like a jar of dispels, except you don't have to do janky stuff to get them dispelled around a corner. <laughs> then it is like imp stationary at the oh angle garbage that was a constant problem. Yeah. Or like trying to like MD halfway around a oh god, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was awful. None of that. None okay. of that. Alright. Um, I... So I'm like uh, I I don't feel like the line of sight on that is going to be a major annoyance because of the way the line of sight thing is structured it's just like they get a mechanic they run out with the mechanic behind the corner they drop it off they come back it's not you know ajara where the tank spends like half of of phase two onward just out of line of sight of the boss not yeah. doing anything waiting for their stacks to drop and if you accidentally move back into line of sight you refresh them and then it's probably a wipe and it's over yeah 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 or or any of this like 
you know, Jailer didn't have that much line of sight stuff, but it was the whole raid getting out of line of sight in an area that was just not very easy to tell if you're out of line of sight. Oh my God. Where on Neltharian, you just go around a corner and hide behind a wall. Like it's very obvious that you're out of line of sight. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, Yeah, no, it's a, yeah, I just, that's the only thing I know from like testing and some of the people talking about it. I, like I said, I haven't read, I haven't read much about Echo just yet, but um. yeah. So like the the thing, like I think Scarred on Heroic is just going to be you, you you YOLO things pretty much. Yeah. Like you 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 do your trap drops around the outside. You you cross the room when the tactical devastation happens. And you just keep doing that until the boss dies. Yeah. Um, and as long as you just like kill the golems in time and use them to clear out any bad traps, you're just fine. Yeah. Um, I don't think that the intention of boss number six on Mythic is for it, the strategy to be just YOLO, which yeah. is why I am not looking forward to that boss because of the random traps kind of making it so that it's hard to actually have a, co- a coherent strategy because of how those can yeah. really mess you up. Yeah, I mean, it just it seems to me like knowing that they're random like that, and this is sort of what I thought about. Like, I I don't do the strat stuff, but like at least in my mind, it made sense to like always move the boss towards a trap, always move the boss towards the random trap, and that way, and back clear the ones you drop on the boss with your first golems, and that way you always sort of are stacking the next boss traps near existing traps, and you sort of always know where your like area of denial is, right? Yeah. Um, and sort of stack up there denial on like certain areas of the room uh while trying to keep other areas clear but um yeah you yeah, know that the, the random traps sort of throw a little bit of that for a loop so yeah yep for sure um well cool yeah i mean like like i said we're we're almost i'm almost pretty much set with with all of heroic and like i said we'll probably do two or three bosses on myth like i'll i'll probably prepare for assault amalgamation and and kazara we haven't really talked about kazara but like I, I, I'll be completely honest with you. This is the one thing about Kazar that I thought was hilarious. Was like, I was reading through the dungeon journal and I was like, okay, this seems pretty simple. There's got to be something I'm missing, right? Yeah. Uh, like, watched a video or two. I was like, okay, it doesn't seem like a lot. Red Mythic Trap. I'm like, there's literally like two mechanics. It's like at a certain percentage, the boss explodes for raid wide damage. And then there's like a knockback, but like that's it. Like, you have to like trail some fire and don't cross it over. But like, that's not really like a healer thing. It's just like a. That's like yeah. one of the mechanics you have to I mean, worry about. So. That's like the 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 portals and the lasers are the main thing for not healers. Yeah, yeah. But as far as healing stuff goes, yeah, there's nothing else. It's like at a certain percentage, does a bunch of damage, just get ready for it, and then like maybe you cool down the knockbacks, but even then, like I don't think it's that's more of just don't position yourself to get knocked in a puddle and you'll be fine. So uh, the knockback does have a dot on it. But yeah, I don't know. Like, I'm not doing healing cooldowns for the first probably four bosses on heroic we're just gonna yolo mm-hmm. them um but then like for rashok onward i'm doing healing cooldowns pretty much yeah um and then i don't know what i'm doing for mythic at this point uh we're gonna see we may yolo healing cooldowns for kazara i think you can i mean i think as long as you have everything for like the the shield breaks you're pretty much fine and then yeah see how, see how hard that first dot hits and if you need something for the next one you can just yeah pull it in so um but cool yeah i'm excited i mean i'm excited i love this is sort of the the best time to sort of figure out what boss will be cool what bosses will not be cool um and the fact that blizzard needs to stop putting line of sight mechanics in the game it's the <laughs> dumbest ability ever dumbest like mechanic ever so 
I do. So one last thing before we move on, uh, Magmarax had a random puddle mechanic, kind of analogous to the random traps on Skarn, um, mm-hmm. which got removed. Yeah, now it's just the it hits what three people. There's like three targeted there's, people, right? Or five. And there's also like Armageddon soaks. Yeah. Now that replaced it. So like if you soak the Armageddon, you just don't get a puddle. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Nice. Nice. Um, but cool. Yeah, I'm I'm excited to to kick off on Tuesday, and we will be I'll be watching a bunch of streams Tuesday to figure out how heroic goes, and then we'll hopefully by Thursday we'll like somebody will be pulling some mythic bosses, but, but we'll see. yeah, yeah, we'll see. Um, well, cool. All right. Well, then maybe we'll. So that's sort of our one of our big topics. Yeah, doing a little bit of prep review and and that's sort of the new raid, but we'll circle back a little bit now and and talk a little bit maybe about some news for the past week. Um, that came out. So a little bit of out of order tonight. Um, we are recording this out of order. It's Monday night or Sunday night. Yeah. Um, so everything's a little bit crazy. Um, so yeah, so a couple of uh, quick news stories that hit up that came out this week. Uh, first up is um, there's been some data mining, um, but not of the 10.1 data mining variety. Well, sort of, uh, but also of the patch 3.4.2 data mining, which is of course what classic Wrathlish Kings on. Um, there's been a new game mode added into a couple of the DB2 files. Uh, basically, there is a uh, what they call a configuration categories, which are basically just a list of the different server types that Blizzard maintains. So you'll see things like classic era, like RP, uh, US West, US East, classic, things like that. Um, but there's a new entry called Hardcore in that list which points to the potential of official hardcore servers coming to some version of World of Warcraft. I don't know if it's going to be retail. More than likely will be classic because the scene's definitely big there. Um, but yeah, I, for one, am pretty excited about this. It's funny. I, in my limited WoW playing time I've done for the past couple months, I've been slowly leveling a hardcore character in classic. Um, really? What level are you up Yeah. To? Uh, I am level 22, so as I can say, nice. very slowly. Um, it's a hunter, too, so I'm kind of cheating, we'll say. Um, <laughs> Do a rogue. Uh, no, uh, it sounds terrible. <laughs> um, but no, it's it's interesting that Blizzard sort of sort of adding this. So the hardcore community has been it's been sort of getting pretty big lately. Like, sort of at least on like if you take like Twitch as a metric for this, right? Like there's right. been a lot more people uh, streaming their hardcore stuff, a lot more like Twitter conversations about it so interesting the blizzard's listening and yeah we'll, maybe we'll see official hardcore servers um it's funny i've never played hardcore in any other game like don't play like any of the like the arpgs where this typically comes from like diablo or or poe yeah. is hardcore um but i'll play wow hardcore just because like i don't know i feel like it's just a little bit easier right at the end of the day so yeah but it's been fun the add-on they have for it is hilarious because you can say, I don't know if just a little background, right? But right now the community built a hardcore add-on that sort of like has a bunch of the rules. It takes screenshots. So like you can get on their official leaderboards if you ever hit 60 as hardcore or whatever. But it also has a death feed in it. So every time so you can set up, so everyone, sometimes someone dies, you get like a big alert in the middle of your screen. Oh no. And just the amount, like, and it's funny because like a lot of them are like sub 15, like level 15 people. But like yeah. every once in a while you get that like level 49 in Feralist like oh, maze that no. just dies and oh, you just no. know that they're just like oh it's heartbreaking, heartbreaking. yeah so. i actually uh if i were going to do that i would probably go back and want to do that um on the actual classic era servers mm-hmm. which is like a weird thing to, i don't know i just like 
That's where that's where I'm actually doing. That's where my hunter okay. is. Is that is nice. on yeah, it's nice. on classic era, yeah. Um, yeah. I uh so for a long time I leveled characters in WoW using a variant of the old Iron Man rules. Uh okay. so those those rules, if you're not familiar with them, uh, the original one, like they were made in, in Cataclysm, right? Um, the original ones were that you couldn't pick a talent, uh, couldn't pick a talent tree. So you couldn't get like the, the guaranteed ability from that. This was before that like locked off 90% of your abilities. Mm -hmm. So it was not as bad as it sounded. It basically was just that like a bunch of specs had a... Um, extremely overpowered ability yeah. that you got at low level from that like uh aim shot for hunters that just one shot a ton of stuff yeah um and you could not use any gear that was higher quality than common and oh, uh you no group content no battlegrounds although battlegrounds is it would be if you're trying not to die battlegrounds are not the way to go yeah 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 um and uh of course no dying that's that that last role is the main one that i kind of ignored because i actually wanted to level the characters so i would you know always try not to die but um especially as the game went on it became progressively harder to actually play under that um yeah in wad when they made item level like a real internally item level became like a real hidden stat um there were some very fun breakpoints when you crossed expansions. And if your item level was too low, it was like your your gear just like turned off. That's hilarious. Um, but yeah. So I'm I'm actually interested in doing that. It's just a matter of time, you know? Nice. Yeah. But, but maybe. But maybe. Maybe I'll uh oh what what server are you on in, in classic gear? Uh, so Everyone has to be on Blood Sail Buccaneer. That's like where okay. the big you know, hardcore community is. So, yeah, like not you don't have to be, but I think to, to like follow the add-on rules and like that community right. rules, you have to be there and, and have the add-on installed or whatever. But yeah, it's um, yeah, that's where everybody is. So it's an RP server. Um, but so I don't you can all RP as hardcore players. I guess I don't know why I don't know why they did it there, but uh, but no, yeah, it was um, that's where everybody is. But yeah, it's it's been it's been fun to sort of do like. I will be completely honest with you. It's very casual. Like I'll do like a quarter or half a level, like maybe level for like 30 to 30 minutes to an hour. And then be like, okay, that's enough for now. Cause classic leveling is rough to like put any sort of actual <laughs> time into. Um, but, uh, but no, it's been, it's I been mean, fun it to would dabble. be a little bit more challenging if you weren't playing Hunter. Uh, yeah. That's well, you know, <laughs> let's my, for my first character. I wanted to see like, if I could like how, how hard, how far I could make it using like essentially the easiest class to do. Yeah, yeah. Um, Man, I, uh, I'm not sure if I would do a, a rogue or if I would do a druid. I have a like level 58 druid or something that I never finished leveling. Nice. Yeah, druid would be druid low level would be interesting. I think once you get into like the 20s and 30s, I think you'd, right. you'd probably be pretty safe. But yeah, like early druid would be would be interesting. So. There are a surprising number of deaths sub level ten, by the way. Like that death feed is just constant. I'm like, not every... surprised. Uh, how yeah. many of them are like night elves going into that stupid cave system? The barrow is in the in the oh, first zone. Yeah. Uh, 
It's it's funnily enough, it's mostly mages, but so and they don't. I don't think they. Sh- I guess if you mouse over, you could know what race they were. But uh, okay, but yeah, it's it's mostly it's funny. It's mostly mages that well, I see. Dying. If they're mages, they're not night elves because night elves could not be mages in classic. So yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it's been that's been a fun little fun little distraction. We'll say probably won't get much leveling done in the next couple of weeks, but, but maybe yeah. we'll see. Um, a couple other just news stories uh, coming out. Um, Blizzard announced a Discord community program, um, only for Europe though, which was which is interesting. But um, there's a Discord community program. Um, basically, allows you to submit your Discord community for like inclusion in Blizzard's official program um it says they'll get like you'll get like community managers to come and you know visit your server have a presence there um you can do like events and giveaways um potentially the ability to do some developer qas um and maybe an easier way to provide feedback um so you can apply if you run a i guess i think you have to have at least 100 people in the server and be making blizzard content um but yeah you can apply for the program um, they have some very interesting agreement, like terms and conditions. Um, so I would say read those. I don't. I'm not going to get into the the nitty gritty here. I don't think. But um, just read through them and make the decision yourself before you sign up. Um, this is one of those things where I've seen a lot of legal commentary from people that are not lawyers, uh, which is yeah. always fun. Um, but some of the terms and conditions of this um, may actually be unenforceable in the EU. Which is yeah. very funny because this is currently EU only. I had, I hadn't heard that. The couple a couple of the clauses I read were just like, just like very easy to be the Blizzard just be like pull your membership whenever they wanted because like yeah. invariably like you're going to run afoul of some of those rules like in any server that has any amount of people in it. So yeah, um, the yeah. there's a um, binding arbitration clause in there. Oh, nice. <laughs> that is, to my knowledge, like again, I'm not a lawyer, but yeah. I've I've been told that that's not like legally enforceable in the EU. Gotcha. Um, which is just very funny to me because it is legally enforceable in the U.S. Yeah, but you can't do this in the U.S. It's for EU servers right now. Yeah. So maybe I mean maybe that maybe it's coming across the pond. We'll see. I will tell you that. Um, I don't think Peak is gonna. Well, it's currently Peak can't be a part of it because none of the admins are EU folks, um, and the server is sort of global, so it's a little weird. But, um, but yeah, um, Blizzard released Discord. I don't know why, but cool. You can have some CMs join you, do some giveaways. Um, the I mean the the there's some like actually cool stuff potentially from this, which is like getting easier access to developers for interviews and things like that. Um, yeah. That seems more geared towards like content creator kind of discords than class discords, but um, that would be really cool. Uh, and then having a clearer channel for feedback, you know, wouldn't hurt. Um, one of the things that I like, one of the comments that I definitely saw from the, the people in the circles that I run is that at this point, people that have been around the like theory and uh, like Sims and all this stuff for a while usually just pick up a couple of contacts it's yeah i it's not at least for like the class discords i I feel like it's not going to be a problem like this isn't something that's going to give like your any of the major class discords more 
access to Blizzard than they already have, right? Maybe it's a different avenue in, but yeah, I'll be completely honest with you. It's, it, it, you can basically probably almost guarantee that any class Discord has access to a class developer's ear, right? Someone in that Discord will. Yeah. So, yeah. But yeah, they're launching it. It'll be interesting to see what they actually put out. They, they'll have like a list of all the approved servers, so we'll see what that what that means. Um, cool. And then the only final sort of news story before we get a little bit into the new zone and the actual content that was released this week instead of our theoretical thoughts on how the raid will go, um, Blizzard did confirm that uh, you can only get up to Chapter 3 this week. So Chapters 4 and 5 of the story content uh, will be next week. Um, so it looks like a typical Blizzard fashion. They're Well, not typical Blizzard fashion, but in general, they're slowly sort of dripping out the, the story content over the next couple weeks. Am so. I crazy? I so. thought 4 was out, but 5 was not. Uh, well, I'm, I'm reading the post now, yeah. rereading the post. It, is, it says exactly what you said, but I feel like I'm crazy now. Because <laughs> yeah, no, I, I feel like I did 4. Maybe it's just like it's now on the 4th line because that's the next thing, but I can't do it yet. Yeah, no, yeah. It hope. I mean, maybe you did. I know that when I, after I read this and I checked even earlier this week, I only had three of whatever the chat. I don't even, I don't think yeah, there's okay. even more than five chapters. So I only had three done for sure. So, um, but yeah, but so yeah. Blizzard confirmed that for us. So don't, don't think you're missing quests out there. Uh, if you are trying to do raid stuff or crafting stuff, the list of things that are like mandatory to do this week is very short. Rating wise, you just want to make sure that you get the quest done. There is a quest that gets you a full spark of shadow flame this week. You want to do that? Um, normally, it's half a spark per week. So you, you mm -hmm. there's literally an item that's like half of a spark, and so you get one of those every week. So every other week, you get a full spark. Yep. First week, aka this week, you can get a full one. Um, there is catch up though. That's actually one of the other things that I think is on our list for uh, yeah. future stories. I would just bump, you know, quietly bump this up. <laughs> um, is uh, there is alt catch up for these? Um, yeah. Blizzard did confirm it in a blue post specifically that there is a uh, a quote higher chance for sparks to drop from uh mythic plus end of dungeon chests pvp wins the loam world boss or i guess zero light caverns world boss um the first time you kill a boss of a fire act assault which those start next week yeah. um and there's another public event called researchers under fire also starts next week uh niffin Niffin cave dives, which are available this week, and then uh, Aberus raid bosses, uh, which again next week. Um, which I mean, the, the fact that a bunch of these are tied to, to stuff that opens next week is not a big deal because you can't, you literally cannot fall behind this yeah. <laughs> to benefit from. Okay, actually, that's not entirely true. I have heard tell that there's like there's some jank way to make your character eligible to get half a spark this week extra. I have no idea how. That seems a bit too too much for me, I'll say. Um, um. Yeah, anyway. Uh, so that's exciting. Um, but like, that's if you do that, you're all like, that's all you can really do for raid prep. You could grind flight stones. You don't need to. 
I just did the campaign and I have 1600. Yeah, I, I, I did all like I have a problem where I see exclamation points on my map. I need to go check them out. So I've done all mm-hmm. most of the side story stuff. Um, and I, I have 2000. I actually had to stop because at this point, I, you, your cap is 2000. So yeah. I can't get any more. So I've had to stop doing that. But yeah, flight stones are not an issue at all. If you just do the campaign quest, you get a ton. And then yeah, there's a bunch extra for pretty much doing anything in the zone. So um, um, yeah, good that they added this, this catch up stuff, which is, which is nice. So, um, so yeah, I mean, even if you don't get that done this week, you're not going to be that far behind. Um, yeah. The uh, other thing, if you are interested in crafting, you want to make sure that you get your, crafting quests done there's an intro quest for barter bricks um i don't know if it's intro or just weekly or weekly or just an intro quest but it gives you 10 um you buy recipes with these so the new yep. recipes from the uh loam niffin people are bought with barter bricks you get 10 from this quest from ponzo um and then there are an additional 10 from weekly quests in valdraken that are at just the regular profession crafting area Note, a couple people in my guild ran into this, including me. Uh, those quests are not listed in the protect profession category in your quest log. So yep. if you are looking for them and you cannot find them, check the Zeralek Caverns category. Yeah. Also, they're they're just from the same profession vendor. So like I haven't been doing those quests lately because I don't really engage with with professions much. Um but yeah, didn't realize they were from the same the same quest giver. Yeah, so I didn't pick those up until like there's a yeah, new Thursday, like Niffin dude in the in that area too that can give them as well. Yeah, but wait, yeah, but he's in the same little circle that the yeah other, he's in the same other, circle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's literally like to me just flying over it. I was like, oh, same quest. I'm never gonna do. Yeah, yeah. No um, new quests. New yeah, quests. definitely new quests. Um, but yeah, bunch of bunch of new zone stuff. I mean. I don't. It sounds like you went through the whole campaign in the zone, the new zone. Um, how how have you been enjoying it? I guess like, what are your, what are your thoughts on sort of the the new way they're doing? I guess events and like rares and everything. I guess rares are very similar to some of the other stuff, but I have noticed that every rare. I don't know if this is new, but every rare has a ti- has a spawn timer, where they become active on the map, and then it's about two to three minutes after that you can actually then attack it. They have like a charge up animation or they're like have a like zoom in like somebody will scream in the zone like such and such is rumbles in the darkness and then like two minutes yeah. later thing comes out of um cave. i think that that's just a nice quality of life thing honestly like going back to like mechagon right people would do a, a shout in the zone when mobs spawned and people made add-ons to do it automatically. So in practice, you kind of had it, but without the grace period to get there. Yeah. And that led to a lot of people trying to get out of combat as fast as they could and fly over there. Well, not fly, but, you know, get over there and miss you could the fly, kill. You could fly a mechanome, couldn't you? Not initially. I guess, lay, right? I guess lay later. Could, yeah, yeah, yeah. Later, you're right. You're right. Yeah. Early, you couldn't, yeah. Um. And what that, at least for me, devolved into when I needed to get my rares done for the the, the daily to get my stupid Azerite essence. Um, <laughs> Love this. What that devolved into was not doing anything that would put me in combat so that I could just be on my mount 
for when a rare spawns. Yeah, you did that the wrong way. What you needed to do was do what I did, which was zone hop, which was basically join groups and get different instances and sit it where a rare spawn and hopefully you got it. Yeah, I mean, well, <laughs> so I was I because I was like not actively playing for a lot of that. Yeah. I was just like tapped out doing other things. But gotcha. That's yeah, fair. that's fair. It was yeah. just like it encouraged not playing or abusing the like server sharding and zone hopping and all that stuff and neither of those are really like the the way that it should like the game shouldn't encourage you to do either of those things so i think it's a good thing um that they did this the only real loss in my mind is that it did remove uh some of the fun from zone chat of like people getting really uh on each other's ass about starting mobs early yeah lots of lots of fights about like why'd you kill it why didn't you let me tap it or like a lot of times people at least once you could fly, like somebody, this, was, this was somebody, even worse yeah. yeah somebody would like start a uh, like somebody would announce like such and such spawned and then somebody else just like flies in and starts flying and you see a second message in chat while well, somebody just pulled it <laughs> yeah exactly yeah yeah i guess it's dead now so yeah, yeah. no it's uh yeah, it's definitely definitely that's a nice quality of life thing. Um, also, like the new, uh, the new like events. I guess they're events, but they're like mini events that sort of spawn fairly regularly. Are interesting. Um, they have like little um, horn icons on your map. I don't know what they're mm-hmm. specifically called, but um, but those are fun. They're basically just like little short, like almost like not even world quests. They're like short events. So very much like the like the the community like pot event or like the soup event right in yeah in azure span or something like that just think of like something like that but like on a much 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 smaller scale where it's like one thing you do and then you're done um yeah. so it's been fun chasing those those have been cool there's been some interesting ones if there's one where you have to like keep up a like a moth a couple times then once you once yeah. you do it enough the moth i like, actually did that one yesterday yeah 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 it's fun to just like sort of randomly fly over that stuff and see it um yeah. And the zone itself is is surprisingly fun to fly around, I'll say. Like more than yeah. I thought it would. Like it's big enough like that you don't feel like very claustrophobic, but like also not like so big that it seems like just like an open air, like doesn't seem like a cavern. So yeah. um I definitely have crashed into like an, an edge in the ceiling, like flying too close to the ceiling and like oh. lost all of my momentum. Nice. Yeah, it, hit, like I've, the ceiling's not perfectly smooth, so like you can get caught on something there. So I guess word of warning: don't fly literally at the ceiling. There's no reason for you to do that. Yeah, but I did it, and I mean, you know, you could hit stuff. I, I definitely I, hit stuff. I paid for my hubris. Yeah, I've definitely done that. Where like I've also like been in like the corner of something and taken off, and then like use my speed burst ability, just run right into like what like oh, I was no, like a stalactite, stalactite or something. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, coming down. So that's been fun. Um, it does have the one mechanic I absolutely hate. And I think this is it's on the the western side of the zone. There's an area where you can't fly or you get like shot down. You get like a stacking buff. Oh, yeah. Or debuff okay. or whatever. And then they shoot you down or they start attacking you. I hate that. It's stupid. Um, but that like that's like the elite area, I'll say, of the, the zone, right? Um, yeah. yeah. That's sort of annoying. But um one thing that actually stood out to me is that a lot of the quests were i felt like the the actual like quest writing and everything was a um really good like noticeably yeah. good 
uh, noticeably better than even like Dragonflight has had some good stuff, but noticeably better than even a lot of the existing Dragonflight quests. So that was cool. Um, The Niffin people were not something that I went in expecting to like at all because they just are weird little mole rats. Yeah, yeah. Um, they look good though. No, they don't. Okay. Fair, but fair enough, fair enough. but the way that they are presented is actually just really effective, and so uh, I I actually really enjoyed it. Uh, enjoyed going through the campaign um, mm-hmm. and doing some of the side quests, and yeah. So that was that was cool. I I didn't expect the like quest writing to be as good as it was yeah yeah no i so. i would agree yeah no they did they, they did a really good job with a lot of like the the writing but then also a lot of the side stuff is good too so i think that writing yeah. like that sort of like i guess attention to detail or, or however you want to describe it sort of carries through even to the side quest in the zone which is cool so yeah um yeah I, all in all i mean it's a it's an interesting new take on a zone it's of course a new zone so it's a bunch of repeatable like kill a bunch of rares, get a new currency, yeah. get a new, there's a new renown, right, to farm and all that fun stuff. But, um, yeah. But no, it's, um, yeah, it's, I think it's a fine zone. The raids in it, so the raids, you know, in the northern part looks pretty ominous and, and sort of like foreboding as you sort of fly around the zone. You can sort of see it pretty much from anywhere. So, um, but yeah, no, it's a, it's a cool new zone. Getting into it's interesting. The first flight down, um, they definitely delivered on, well, okay i don't know if you did that i don't know if you thought about this but like the first time you go down like the opening quest there is a loading bar to get into the zone like because you like you go get down the hole into like a scenario zone yeah exactly and so when that happened i was like oh, those blizzard mother effers like they like lied to me there is a loading zone and i was like it's because it, and i was like well maybe it's because it's so overloaded right now they're like loading us in but no it once I realized what actually happened, it, yeah, it's, you yeah. get zoned into like a scenario version of like that part of the cavern or whatever. So. Yeah, there's there is also um, actually multiple entrances to the zone, yep. um, so it is actually like underneath a good chunk of the Onaran plains, uh, which happened to matter to me because one of the vendors that I needed to go to to pick up something for one of the profession quests happened to be on that end of the Onaran plains. Oh, really? Nice. So nice. I didn't realize that. So I like hearthed to Valdraken and I flew over there and I was like, oh, wait a second. I can go back in the caves. I don't have to go back to like that corner of um, of Valdraken and, Vel- and um, Waking Shores to get back into the caverns. I can just go here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there's a couple different entrances, which is nice. Yeah, it's it's um, yeah, it's it's a cool new concept for a zone. Like rather than just fly to another island, right, that that magically appears like this thing you sort of unearth underneath. So um, yeah, it's been, it's been fun. And then um, maybe one final thing on the zone and then we'll talk, maybe move into like some of the hot fixes and stuff that got changed over the past uh, week is um, there are a, a, a huge amount of like things like chests to open, right? Like, and a lot of them aren't very clear as to what you need to do. So like a lot of them require yes. like a key that, they just say like locked by like wooden key. And you're like, well, where the hell do I get a wooden key from? Um, you mentioned the moth as well. The like yeah. floating, uh, the like moth that's attempting to fly. That one shows up as a chest. Um, yeah. So I was like running around like, where is this stupid chest? What am I missing? And then 
just accidentally bumped them off and like it's it did the bounce and then played an animation and it's like oh okay (laughs) it took a little bit for me to figure out that i was supposed to like keep it like i was supposed to interact with it and then from there it was it was like pretty obvious that you're supposed to try and like bounce it but yeah. yeah nice yeah but um but yeah there's a bunch of different chests in there and i guess there's one specific one that requires a very old item to open um so there's one that actually requires an anixia scale cloak uh which if you aren't familiar with that cloak itself um it's a uh it's a cloak that was actually put in the game in classic and you needed it to do the neltharian encounter in um uh shoot the second raid i i can't remember Uh, blackwing blackwing lair blackwing lair yeah blackwing lair bwl blackwing lair um, so you did the cloak for one of the abilities um, that Neltharion did. Well, you needed if you didn't cheese that part of the encounter. There was a way to do the fight without the cloak equipped. But you needed equipped so you could live uh, one of his abilities that he cast. Um, and so now in uh, the caverns, there's a chest you need to open that's in um, in like an area where um, uh, it's like surrounded by like a certain um, like chest you can't get through this like surrounding without the cloak being equipped. So equip the cloak, you can walk over the chest and then loot it basically. Um, and it has, I think a, a toy inside of it um, that, uh, that basically turns you into shadow flame, which is the theme of this patch. <laughs> I, I bet that if you uh, go and you pull up the price chart of this item, you will see a very large spike in the value of Anixia scale cloaks. They are currently going for around 5,000 gold in both NA and EU. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, and they're, they're super cheap. Um, before that, I wonder if I still have mine on my Warlock. I could go and get. I will say that just as a little bit of a, a history lore thing here, um, you used to be able to get it. So the way that the the old Neltharian or uh, Neth fight worked is um, after you did the first phase, the boss would come down and basically shadow flame the entire platform that you're on. And so that's what you needed the cloak. Cause if you didn't have the cloak, you had a huge doubt on you and you died. However, yeah. you could hide in these little cubbies where like mobs spawned. So if you got deep enough in the cubby, particularly if you were a gnome, you could get like underneath a crack and in a rock, the shadow flame didn't hit you. Um, so you didn't need to equip your cloak. And that's how, if you cared about doing extra damage, cause like the Anixia scale cloak is technically like a damage downgrade for almost every class or was, um you could hide in there and not need to wear your cloak but um but yeah that's where it comes from and yeah it's cool that they've added like weird interactions like that to the game so it is very on theme like you mentioned the raid is very like shadow flame shadow flame shadow flame and the raid zone the 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 zone sorry surrounding the raid also has a lot of that people are like ah Mm -hmm. shadow flame such danger yeah exactly so having a little like thing where if you go and you equip this old cloak that reads um let me let me read this protects the wearer from being fully engulfed by shadow flame um i don't know that's kind of neat it's a nice callback yeah no it's a very it's very cool that they've they've added that back in there so um like i said i'm a huge like we've always talked about this like it's a huge uh it's always huge when blizzard sort of pulls back old content right or old stuff uh, it's like this is pretty like even if you didn't want to spend the 5k gold to get the cloak like the actual materials for the cloak are very cheap like you just have to have a scale of anixia which you get from 
Kitty and Nixia, which takes all of 30 seconds to do now. Right. And, um, and, uh, and like one tailoring item. So easy peasy. Yeah. Um, cool. Um, so any, anything else from the zone or do we want to go through some of these changes they make? So there's been a lot of tuning changes. Let's go through Um, these hot fixes. Yeah. All right. So I think the one thing, just as long as you're okay, I wasn't going to go through a lot of the uh, Mythic Plus or Raid Encounter tuning changes, just because I yeah. think they're less important. We haven't seen this stuff yet. We don't actually know the impact of like what they're adjusting. But just so everybody's aware, there have been a ton of changes to Mythic Plus encounters and, and boss fights and trash and everything there, along with updates. So I think at least I saw changes to at least four bosses in the raid. Yeah. Um, so uh, just real quick on those most of them are just shifting damage around like one thing does less damage something else does more damage um no like big overhaul of mechanics or anything like that there's no like council of blood at the last minute getting you know rebuilt behind the scenes or halandra is getting rebuilt behind the scenes Mm -hmm. nothing that indicates that so um just like shifting damage around and like you said since we haven't actually done these fights it's you can't like technically numbers went up some other numbers went down those are buffs and nerfs, but not on the version of the boss any of us have done. So exactly, and it's tough to like theoretically, at least for us, to like theoretically to try and figure out if that the fight's now harder or easier, right? It's just not not anything we need to go through. Um, yeah, but cool. But beyond that, there was a couple of changes to items, ability items, and and sort of enchants and stuff like that that I wanted to go through. So the first tip is. Um, they have reverted a change, not reverted, but they've made updates to a change they made last week, which was they they nerfed a, a couple or really a lot of different embellishments last week. And as a part of those changes, they also stopped them from scaling for with versatility. Um, so what they were trying to what Blizzard was trying to sort of account for was the fact that there are certain abilities your uh, specs have that double dip into embellishments and sort of proc more damage. Typically, it was it was a lot more damage. Healing wasn't as affected. Uh, so Blizzard basically went back in with rather than like a hacksaw, more of a scalpel here, and basically changed it so that certain abilities are not no longer proccing um, certain embellishments, and then also adding versatility scaling back into the embellishments themselves. So um, good change uh, that comes into play. Um, they probably have missed a couple of abilities, so maybe a few classes embellishments are a little bit stronger. But um, <laughs> what things uh, of order? is oh, really? still a universal damage amp. It does not it is not whitelisted. It just like when you fully stack it, they take 38% more damage from you. Does Cross not matter what. There is no so that said, it applies to everything. There's no like weird gearing things around it. Um the extent of the weird gearing things is like you know, if you have an on-use trinket, you want it to line up with your weapons of order damage window with the full damage amp. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not warping anything, really, because we would, generally speaking, we would just use those trinkets anyway. It's stuff like Grief Torch, right? Like, we would use Grief Torch anyway. Mm-hmm. It doesn't need weapons of order to make it good. So I don't think it's necessarily problematic, it does uh, prop up damage for us in interesting ways. Nice, nice. Um, Everyone loves a little bit more damage, right? Yeah. Uh, so that is one that is currently like very notable as an exception to this. However, most of the stuff that they 
touched are things that um, buffed some elemental damage type. And so you see stuff like Fiery Demise for Vengeance Demon Hunter that buffs <laughs> fire damage dealt. And that meant that certain embellishments that did fire damage were better for them because of that. And on the one hand, that's a neat bit of like texture from playing that class. On the other hand, um, that makes tuning those like generic effects that everybody has access to a little bit more challenging, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. It's like if you don't use those things, then it makes the next best things a lot worse. I don't know. I I didn't I, I'm curious what you think of this, but I never really minded the elemental damage stuff, like applying to, you know, trinkets and things yeah. like that. No, I mean, I I don't think I, I particularly cared either. I think I will say I did care when certain trinkets scaled better with certain class abilities. You know, like there was a there, there used to be a time where a lot of priest abilities like damage trinkets wouldn't I believe it was damage trinkets typically like would also proc atonement, right? Or like buffs yeah. to that stuff yeah. would like proc additional healing. So that atonement did get pretty silly, yeah. Yeah, I think from there, like I would I would care about that type of stuff. And it's probably why they do this is that like I'm not a DPS player. I don't think you're primarily a DPS player. So for us it's like ah whatever. So you get a little bit more damage, helps the entire yeah. raid, everybody's fine. But I, I, I would I think if you're like a pure DPS player, it's sort of annoying that like your your class doesn't have access to that damage type. So like you can't benefit from the fact that like, oh, this thing scales yeah. slightly better, right? But I think it puts them in a hard spot for items that are actually like powerful where, yeah. you know, you have an item that one class, like the, the poster child of this is spec masteries that increase elemental damage, like a frost DK mastery that just increases frost damage dealt. Mm -hmm. um, if you have a trinket that does frost damage and it's not operating off of a whitelist, now that trinket just does 60% more damage for a frost DK. And 60% is a really big number. Right, yeah. 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 Yeah, so I mean, I think I think that's where they just have to be consistent and say like, have like that just hard fast rule of like, you don't get to double dip, right? Based on your yeah. your type of elemental damage and these things, so. Um, but yeah, no, they've they've gone through and sort of updated that, which I think is, yep. At the end of the day, I don't care either way, but I think it, the game, it's a, it's a good thing so yeah i think um i think for the smaller effects like the embellishments you lose a little bit of the like texture of the classes when mm -hmm. you take the something that says you know increases fire damage dealt and it doesn't actually increase all fire damage dealt you know you don't really like the it's those items basically no longer deal fire damage they deal mm -hmm. damage that is listed as fire but it's just like generic damage now yeah um, so I don't know. I, I, I think it is probably better for tuning, making tuning more tractable for them, but not as much fun to think about for me. Basically. That's true. That basically. is true. That is true. Um, but I think that all breaks down as soon as you hit stuff like, you know, Frost DK Mastery, Frost Age Mastery, that kind of thing. Um, and, you know, some some certain trinkets to interact with those, so or would if they could yeah yeah um speaking of crafted item changes uh the spore tender weapon enchant ate a enormous <laughs> nerf 
Yeah, this is uh this one that this is one that flew under the radar, I think, because I don't think people realized how good this was. <laughs> I um, definitely was already here. I, I was hearing about this thing well before. Um not necessarily on the power level thing, because there's a lot of stuff of you know, people just like you don't know where things are gonna be tuned at when they make it from PTR onto live. Mm-hmm. But uh like right before this went live i was hearing quite a bit about like how much secondary sets you could get from this yeah I mean, it, 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 it was a lot yeah and it was it was a it was a very solid proc rate chance and the fact that it you put this on all your healers and it's a noticeable dps increase to your raid right like this this would have been the enchant to run regardless right like and until you got to even like the, I mean, I don't even know if this is like a good thing, but like, like you would have run this at probably any level of progression, whether you're a world thousand guild or like a world 50 guild. Right. Um, yeah. it was, it was that good. So yeah, it ate a massive nerf, um, which to be fair, brings it in line with pretty much every other healer in chain. I'll say like right now, the big debate is between like most healers run Sophic, right. For the, the primary stat increase for themselves um, or they can run sport tender and essentially you now have a choice, right? Like the, the choice is essentially like, do you want more damage on your raid or do you think you need more individual healing from yourself? Right. Yeah. Um, and so it's not the locked in, like you will always run this type of chant, but if you can, um, if you can, if you think your raid needs the damage or you can sack, like you think your healing's fine enough and you can give the raid more damage, I'd say you run this enchant a hundred percent. Yeah. So um definitely it's, more of a choice so yeah yeah it's definitely more contextual now it, the the nerf was to reiterate 72 percent yeah that was how how overtuned this was um but i'm glad it got nerfed i'm still a little bit concerned about it because there are things like if the buff doesn't clear when you pull a boss um then you can do things like stack up the buff from all five healers on a player before you pull you know, mm-hmm. you think of like a warlock or a mage. So they're doing their big damage burst window immediately on pull with um, what is still, if you have it from five players, 5,000 of their highest secondary stat for 12 seconds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I That's just like, it's a lot. Um. <laughs> yeah. So I am not looking forward to that. I hope that the buff does actually, I didn't rate this week. So people are, I, I don't know if it is like this anymore, but I hope that the buff clears when combat starts. Cause that would just fix most of the issue. Yeah. 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 Well, so I don't, I actually don't know. We didn't, we didn't run this um, on Tuesday. So um, cost, it costs 25 bricks, which is sort of pretty crazy. Yeah. But, um, it's, it's one of the, the recipes that costs bricks. Um, the thing that a lot of people are doing is there's a, uh, a I think it's enchanting. No, there's an alchemy one that you need. Uh, bricks for the transmute, I think is what it is. And people are like, ah, this transmute is going to be the big limiting factor of, you know, crafting XYZ. Let's spend all of our bricks on that. <laughs> I think the market on that might crash because everybody's doing that, but you know. Yeah, well, there that end with that 
transmute, there was a little bit of a way to get more transmutes than you typically could. The this stupid okay. bug again. Yeah. yeah. Okay. This actually is very similar thing happens with alchemy um research in 10.0. If you remember talking about that, I think we talked about it on the podcast. Yeah. Uh yeah. where if you like logged out, um it would reset your thing and so you could just log back in and do it again and a bunch of people did it on accident without realizing and a few people went way beyond that and just spammed the thing yeah exactly yeah so there is that 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 is back with this enchant um or this transmute i'm sorry so um but yeah, no, I think Sport Tender, I mean, I will more than likely run it. Um, I'll talk to my other healers, but I think it's it's probably something good to like, I would say like as a group within your guild, as a group of healers, you should make a decision if you're going to run it all or not run it at all, basically. I think it really has the most value if you all four or five, however many healers you have, all four or five healers are are running it. So, um, I, I think it will also come down a little bit to what the pain points this tier are, right? Yeah. You look at the boss like Rashok, and it could go either way. It could be a, a pretty intense healing check, or it could be a pretty intense damage check. Um, mm-hmm. it, it, In some sense, it can be both, but there will be one that is harder than the other. And so you will want to pick your poison. Like, are you going to choose to make the damage check a little bit easier or to make the healing check easier? And there will be like a, a reasonably clear way to make that choice. Um, yeah. So... Yeah, we'll see. Exactly. That makes sense. Um, But cool. Yeah. So that was sort of the big, we'll say like enchanting fix for this week, uh, or I guess like profession fix. Um, Then Blizzard did go do a pass over most of the trinkets in the raid, essentially just removing the hasted RPPM from them and made them just flat RPPM trinkets. So in general, a, uh, we'll say a nerf basically to the trinkets but if you didn't run a haste heavy build anyway you know technically you're, you're getting similar proc rates so um they did as a part of this do make it changes to i guess three of the trinkets beyond this the screaming black dragon scale which is the i think it's from the first boss um yeah. which is just a sort of grant to a ton of crit and leech on a like whenever you um on like a proc basis right um uh, that was uh, that had its crit value or the amount of crit it gives you increased by twelve point eight percent specifically, um, and then also Rashok's Molten Heart had the healing from its proc increased by another twelve by twelve percent also. Um, Rashok's Molten Heart still very very good as a healing trinket, like absolutely disgustingly. Uh, our healers have already been talking like, to us about it about it like okay how are we deciding who gets the rash oxes like like uh, if, ask like me the, when we get one like just it's it's the only like just if you could equip one trinket for the rest of your life like you equip this it's just really good um and then finally the only other change that wasn't a hasted one but the enduring dread plate trinket um which i think this is a tank trinket right had its damage had its damage increased um Um, yeah technically it's a tank trinket practically uh the only way anybody uses this is if it's broken with stagger gotcha it is not to my knowledge broken with stagger but that is the only way anybody uses this trinket it's not a good trinket 
<laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, but cool, yeah. So, so some trinket tuning, like really not tuning passes, but just really removing the hasted nature of the proc rate on a bunch of trinkets, which is fair. Um, but um, but yeah, that's a big big trinket pass. Um, Blizzard also, this is a this is a new one for me. I haven't seen this in other expansions, at least or other raid tiers, at least this this late, we'll say. Um, Blizzard did a pass basically across every tier set and adjusted the stats. And um, weapons, which is I guess yeah, yeah, the second yeah, other list, but weapons do. Wep- yeah, they did weapons and and tier set pieces. Not for every class, but for most. Um, the monk one, personally, not happy at all as a haste lover. Uh, they removed pretty much most of the haste from our tier set. Um, I think only one piece has it now versus it was three two before. Of them have it. Chest and um, legs. Okay, fair enough. Sorry. Um, but it was three before. Um, and it was three verse haste pieces, which was actually really solid. Or sorry, two verse haste and one haste mastery, which is yeah. previously some of the good stuff. But um, but yeah, really late tuning pass on this, which is which is funny. I don't know why they do that, but yeah, I mean, this is why. So we have we have had a, a bunch of people coming in to peak over the past week ish and asking like, hey, what four of the five tier pieces do I want to wear? Like, which ones are the ones I should equip? Which ones are the ones I should craft something in that slot? Like, mm-hmm. what do I do? And there's been a lot of just like shrug come back when it's live. Um, because I mean, it's not like you're getting all five of them week one anyway. Most yeah. of you. <laughs> um, certainly not me. And yeah. no. um, it's so the new stats are significantly better for brewmaster. Significantly better. Haste is not a good brewmaster stat. Um, now there is uh, one heavy haste piece, one uh, kind of light haste piece, and much more uh, verse. Or well, I guess not much more verse, but like. It works out to be better. There's more mastery, which is fine. It's it's mm-hmm. good defensively. Um, and basically what this means is uh, it took it from being like a maybe you skip the chest piece, maybe you craft a chest piece, to being like, yeah, you definitely, if you can avoid it, don't wear the don't wear the chest piece because it's now heavy, heavy haste. Yeah. Gotcha. Um before it was like you probably didn't wear the helm but maybe you didn't wear the chest. Like it wasn't clear. Now you just like almost certainly the chest is the, not the play. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, the problem is that the chest is haste mastery for us. So probably do it something different. I don't actually know what the off, off pieces are off the top of my head, but, um, well with our, our new and glorious world of crafting, oh, that's it right. you doesn't matter. matter. It doesn't matter. Cause you can just make a 447 piece with whatever stats you want. That is true. That is true. I forgot about that. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, this is just. I will tell you, like in general, like don't craft an armor piece week one. Like, yes, as a, craft a weapon. You know you're going to use it. You know well, it's a power okay. increase. Well, at least for a healer, craft yeah. a weapon. Yeah. Um, it's a it's a solid power increase, and and yeah, but don't craft armor until you get a until you get your four piece, and then start to fill in the blanks from there. Nothing um, feels worse than like crafting a piece early and then having to take it off and basically throw it in the bin 
because you got a tier piece in that slot and you never got the fifth tier piece to swap it around or you, it exactly. took, you know, way too long to get that fifth piece. Um, I do want to briefly touch on the itemization changes for the weapons. Yeah. Um, there is one that is particularly relevant for Brewmaster and that is Jarun, uh, Pillar of the Elder Flame, which is the special cantrip weapon off of Rashok. Um, which switched from haste mastery to crit mastery, which is again much better for us because it's not haste. Uh, <laughs> unfortunately, the weapon is still significantly worse than wearing two of like the Krog Tusk or Flame, whatever it's called from Neltharis. Um, weapons like dual wielding is just way better, yeah. So uh, dual wielding two cantrip weapons, of which you have two choices from two different dungeons. You're just going to do that, which kind of sucks. But uh, it does mean that if you don't see those drop and you get a Jarun, that Jarun is now better for you than it was before. Gotcha. Yeah, and I, I to be fair, not writing for Wowhead anymore. Like, I don't actually look at gear until like the day before. <laughs> so like, yeah. Yeah. For, for me, I knew I knew a little bit like the the tier set stuff. I had a pretty a decent idea what, what I wanted to shoot for, like in the final set. But like as a healer, like I will take the first four pieces I can get, right? Because yeah, at least for Miss Weaver, like four pieces is super strong. But um, yeah, this is a like to me, this is such a late set of changes across the board. It's just it's very interesting because like I mean, first of all, weapon stat changes I feel like are not a common thing in general. Yeah, this um, is not not common. Yeah. Yeah, I I'd say like I have seen they I have seen the like the tier set stat changes again not super common but something they have done in the past although typically it's like like a month before the raid like a month before yeah. the patch right it's like it's super not early the so. weekend before no it's not six p.m. on a Friday before the patch goes live the next month or the at least the ra- actually yeah the patch goes live the next Monday it's like the raid stuff these were these weren't oh no these were these were last Friday these were just on Friday so yeah yeah like. A month or a couple days before the raid goes live, um, yeah. but yeah, no, it's it's definitely weird. But yeah, I mean, take a take a double check. I mean, I would say like if you're like best in slot list, I think a thing of the past anyway. But if you still subscribe to that a thing, those lists have definitely updated since yep. then with a lot of the yep. changes. Um, Mistweaver seems to make out pretty well with some of the in weapons. There's a lot more haste and crit on it, which is something that we care about. Nice. Um, which has been, which I guess is good. Just sort of looking at this, but um, but yeah, weird to see super late stat changes. We'll say, um, yeah, but cool. I think I think that's everything we we hit on. Went through all the the raid stuff, our fun, our fights. We think might be good. Yeah, went through the new zone stuff. I don't know if there's anything else. No, I mean, I think that pretty much covers the the everything. Uh, there's like race to world first starting Tuesday. Um, there's going to be a lot of splits. Just like throwing out, there's going to be a lot of splits. So don't expect to see a whole lot of action unless the raid is like super undertuned, in which case you might see a lot of action because they may actually be forced into this like prisoner's dilemma about either both doing splits or both progressing the raid. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think like what if we look just sort of, to recap quickly, I mean, the last race, Liquid did splits for tuesday and i think all of wednesday yeah um and so they didn't step into mythic till thursday morning uh echo did splits uh wednesday thursday and friday they didn't step into mythic till saturday so um 
yeah, I mean, it's it'll be a couple of days before you see some mythic kills by the top guilds. Um, I foresee probably a couple of mythic kills from some of the other, like, we'll say, like, still more progressed than us, but, like, not world first raiders, right? Like, a lot of the, the world top 100 guilds, I think, will go in and kill a couple bosses early. But, um, yeah. but yeah, it'll be a lot of splits early. So, um, and both, it, depending on if you're NA or EU, I know that Echo, Limit, Method, and I think BDG, BDGG are all paying you. To join their normal and heroic splits and give them gear of course yeah Yeah, give them gear so if you have a an altar you're just whole you know you want to shore up on some gold um go check that out but events will be fun this is a always a cool time so um and shout out to my so i will say always shout out to my boy preheat who runs all the content for echo he did their their uh their trailer so i love that dude um so their production will be top notch although i'm 100 rooting for liquid to win because (laughs) <laughs> I'm at A, and you can suck it. Um, <laughs> but no, um, that would be fun. The race for World First is always interesting, so we'll see what these guys pull out, because it's, yeah. I'm excited yeah. for Memorex, actually. Like, from a race for, World War, race for World First perspective, Magmarex, sorry, I think is the boss I'm most excited to watch them do. Yeah, I mean, I, that, that scans, like, Sludgefist and Regalon and um, Rodan. Guardian of the first one, if it was tuned better, well, maybe. Yeah, Guardian of the first ones just died. So I mean, yeah. you, you you blinked and you missed it. But those other three, like all three, were that same style of like pretty high check boss that you know. So I I, I think it'll be interesting. I'm I'm looking forward to that. I'm yeah. looking forward to watching that one. I think it'll be fine to progress. I want to see what the hell Scarn is going to be on Mythic. Yeah, yeah. That'll be it'll be fun to see how they how they work positioning with that one because that'll be that's like that'll that's the whole fight is right getting that that positioning down so they yeah those random traps don't screw you over but yeah or just the on the fly calls maybe because that that was the other thing is Scarn and we didn't really talk about the same thing but maybe my quick topic is it it reminded me a little bit of what was the what was the worm boss in Nihilotha um oh yeah with all the ads that would pop up yeah. Reading over it, like at least the heroic thing made me call. Like it's not as intense as that one because there was a lot of like specific callouts about where to put DPS there, and like that was I think a little bit more hectic. But yeah, um, but a similar idea of like you know trying to do some on the fly calls like in fight, which were which will be interesting to see how it plays out. Bro. Although the that that worm boss in Nihilotha was completely scripted. That's true. So that, that's true. But it was it was at least for a guild like mine there was still points where you're like, we need more DPS for this. So you knew where all the spawns yeah. were, but like right. we needed to be a little bit better about like doing DPS. Um, Sometimes yeah. your people mess up their cooldowns and that's okay. Yeah. Or they just yeah. are on the other side of the map killing something that doesn't matter. Uh, hmm. Which, yeah. Not that that, that happens. That happens. That happens. happens too. Right, so. um, but yeah, I think that is about it. My like, mental clock for the podcast is all kinds of off i have no idea how long we've been going uh because we started at like a real like 8 20 i believe 8 20 ish right yeah, like i think we're, we're good we're about 90 minutes in i feel like we're, we're close, about 90 we're minutes in yeah um maybe more maybe less i don't remember yeah. when we actually started versus when i started the stream but yeah i think that is going to be it for the show today Thank you all for watching and or listening. If you want to support the show uh, and the other work that we do over at the Pico Serenity, 
you can do that over at our Patreon at patreon.com slash Serenity. And of course, come and join the Discord. It is the best place to come and hang out and talk about monk yeah. stuff and ask questions about what tier slots you should ideally aim for for your hypothetical theoretical BIS list. Which you, uh, which you should craft to. You should definitely ask that question in every MIST channel because we don't get it enough. No one asks about crafting. Yeah. Ever. The, the real answer, though, to reiterate, is don't craft armor next week. Yeah. Do not do that. Um, but that is going to be it for the show today. Thank you all for listening, and we will see you next week. Bye.